Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The best way to describe the Democratic National Convention is to say, man, that was some telethon. And when I say some telethon, I mean some terrible telethon. This is not a conversation about policy. This is a conversation about presentation. There's a lot we can do about policy. My goodness, Michelle Obama, for a woman who says that she's not into politics, well, she said it herself. You know that I tell you exactly what I'm feeling. You know I hate politics. But you also know that I care about this nation. If everyone hated politics like Michelle Obama hates politics, (laughs) you wouldn't believe she hates politics from what she said next. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. This is about presentation. And this was a horrifically presented DNC. Now, we must at least accept certain things as a baseline. And those certain things go as follows. This is virtual. They don't have the crowds. It's hard to bring about excitement when you don't have the crowds. All of that is very, very true. But you don't make it worse. You do what you can to make it more exciting, to make it more inviting, to make it more interesting. You do what is possible and what the Democrats, with all of that Hollywood star power behind them, they said no. First, the event, the evening, is hosted by Eva Longoria. Who exactly? What? Eva Longoria is not the A-list star that she was from Desperate Housewives. You can't name a single thing she has done since Desperate Housewives, right? Terry Hatcher, I think, has done a, like, Superman reboot. Felicity Huffman has done Jail Time. You can't tell me what Eva Longoria has done. You can't. You can't bring it up. Yet she's the one hosting, hosting this event. And she's hosting it. Like she's trying very, very hard to get you to please, pretty please, with sugar on top, won't you please give to the animals? Won't you help us adopt one of the lovely, sweet, kind animals? Because, well, they, they, uh, they need you. The animals need you more than ever. That's what it was. It was very, very strange how it came it came about. Let me let me try and help you with this. This is my impression of Eva Longoria. In this election season, we need you to help us make your life better. With your donation of $5, we can help a Democratic contributor on MSNBC eat for three days. 
Do you really want Rachel Maddow to starve? Won't you give? Help us help Brian Stelter. Come forward with a cohesive argument about anything for just $5. We're the Democrats, and we're appealing to your sensibility and your hatred of Orange Man. It was that kind of thing. Very, very odd and strange, to say the least. It was slow. It was unimpactful. None of the speakers had anything to say that you would remotely care about. The way they said it was in a way you could not care less about. Nobody, nobody said anything that was interesting Isn't that right, John Kasich? You might not expect to see at a Democratic convention. But Joe Biden is a guy who has earned the respect he commands across the world and across the aisle. The stakes in this election call for that kind of leadership. We have to think about more than one party. We have to think about the very core of our democracy. That's Eva Longoria, by the way. Tell me I was off base with my impression. This is, this is the Democratic National Convention. This is the excitement they want to put forward. And that's why you're about to hear from some unexpected voices. I'm Governor Christine Todd Whitman. What am I doing here? I'm a lifelong Republican. My parents were introduced at a Republican National Convention by their parents. That's how far back it goes. But this isn't about a Republican or Democrat. It's about a person. A person decent enough stable enough, strong enough to get our economy back on track. That's not Joe Biden, just so we're all perfectly clear. I love the fact that you're hearing people talk about the economy. Oh, my goodness, the economy. The, look how absolutely horrific the economy is. You told Trump that he had to follow the scientists. You told Trump that he had to pay attention to the doctors. They said shut it down. Governors shut it all down. And now it's like, oh, yeah, the, the economy is in horrible shape. We see you, just like we see John Kasich, former governor of Ohio. Crossroads. Sometimes elections represent a real choice, a choice we make as individuals and as a nation. Now, if you didn't catch that, he said we're at a crossroads, and he's literally standing. It's a tape thing. He's standing at a crossroads. That guy is all over it with the messaging. About which path we want to take when we've come to challenging times. America is at that crossroads today. The stakes in this election are greater than any in modern times. Many of us have been deeply concerned about the current path we've been following for the past four years. It's a path that's led to division, dysfunction, irresponsibility, and growing vitriol between our citizens. Well, with all due respect to the former governor of Ohio, you know his father was a mailman. Um. The division and vitriol was has been more than four years. You missed the eight years of Barack Obama. You missed the eight years of George Bush. I mean, you just you just missed it. It's a lie to say it's just these past four years, guys. It's simply untrue. It's simply untrue. Now, I don't mind that John Kasich isn't a fan of Donald Trump, and I don't care if John Kasich decides to vote for Joe Biden. In that, the man can do to what he chooses to do. But in his entire conversation, I'm going to play more of it. I want you to hear what he has to say. Continuing to follow that path 
will have terrible consequences for America's soul because we're being taken down the wrong road by a president who has pitted one against the other. He's unlike all of our best leaders before him who work to unite us, to bridge our differences. I don't think Barack Obama worked to bridge a single difference, and I defy anybody to say otherwise. And lead us to a united America. I'm a lifelong Republican, but that attachment holds second place to my responsibility to my country. That's why I've chosen to appear at this convention. In normal times, something like this would probably never happen. But these are not normal times. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that. John Kasich, you know, it was, it was, it was a great, great uh, tweet uh, put forth by Jason Hart, who does a lot of work in, in Ohio. This was a guy who would not endorse Cruz to stop Donald Trump, but now he'll endorse Biden to stop Donald Trump. It's a very, very awkward, awkward cat. Right? This isn't about whether or not you like Trump, right? We're discussing what it is that Kasich is saying. These are not normal times. They're never normal times. You know what's not normal? We're seeing cities burn. We're seeing citizens attacked. And the entirety of the Democratic Party says nothing. And those elected officials in those cities think it's okay. They support the violence. What happened to silence is violence? Well, if you take a look at the entire DNC yesterday, they don't talk about the violence. They were silent. Silence is violence. Silence is consent. They are okay with the violence through their silence. De facto, they're fine with citizens being kicked in the head or attacked in their homes. That's who the Democratic Party is. And this is what John Kasich says is good and decent. I'm proud of my Republican heritage. It's the party of Lincoln who reflected its founding principles of unity and a higher purpose. But what I have witnessed these past four years belies those principles. Many of us can't imagine four more years going down this path. And that's why I'm asking you to join with me in choosing a better way forward. I believe the best of America lies ahead, but only when we rediscovered our shared belief in the United States of America. The people who are committing the violence, the people who are destroying the streets of Chicago, the people who are destroying the streets of New York, the people who did damage to my beloved Indianapolis and your city as well, do you think they share the vision of the United States of America? Or do they just want to burn it all down? He's supporting a party that is run by socialist nay communists who are proud of the fact they're pushing Joe Biden further and further left. Does this sound rational to you? For our children's future which can be bright, hopeful, and inspired if we choose to make it so. I've known Joe Biden for 30 years. I know his story of profound grief that has so deeply affected his character. I know Joe is a good man, a man of faith, a unifier, someone who understands the hopes and dreams of the common man and the common woman, a man who can help us to see the humanity in each other. He knows that the path to a restored and rejuvenated America lies in respect and unity and a common purpose for everyone. Yes, there are areas where Joe and I absolutely disagree, but that's okay, because that's America. Because whatever our differences, we respect one another as human beings, each of us searching for justice. And my, oh my. The, the amount of things that he just looked over there, but that's not really the story. The story is, is that it seems that what John Kasich wants is to feel good. 
And what I want is to not be overrun by China. We have fundamentally different wants. We have fundamentally different desires. What John Kasich wants is the idea of singing Kumbaya. What I want is rioters to stop attacking people in the streets of Portland and Seattle. Stop walking down streets trying to intimidate people. Stop looting. That's what I want. Notice I didn't say protesters. There's a difference between a protester and a rioter. Protest all you want. Knock yourself out. How can I help? Rioters? Rioters need to be met with force. John Kasich wants something fundamentally different than I do because it sounds like John Kasich is telling you what he's looking for on Match.com. I'm not looking for a husband. I'm not looking for a boyfriend. I don't need anybody to be the outside spoon. I'm looking for somebody who can deal with the border, deal with China, actually engage a trade deal. Does that matter to John Kasich? Let's listen a little bit more because this is about to come up in a big way. And for purpose. We can all see what's going on in our country today and all the questions that are facing us. And no one person or party has all the answers. But what we do know is that we can do better than what we've been seeing today for sure. And I know that Joe Biden with his experience and his wisdom and his decency can bring us together to help us find that better way. I'm sure there are Republicans and independents who couldn't imagine crossing over to support a Democrat. They fear Joe may turn sharp left and leave them behind. I don't believe that because I know the measure of the man. It's reasonable, faithful, respectful. Then John Kasich doesn't understand Joe Biden or what's happening in this election. And with that, the entire game is played. All we hear about is how the left is moving Joe Biden further and further left and bragging about it. Senator Bernie Sanders brags about it. Representative Pramila Jayapal brags about moving him further and further left. And he doesn't think Joe Biden is going to turn sharp left? He's anti-fracking. He's anti-Second Amendment. What do you mean turn hard left? He's there. And here's where the rubber meets the road. The thing that no one noticed that is so incredibly important. John Kasich, in his entire conversation, doesn't talk about you. And you know, no one pushes Joe around. Joe Biden is a man for our times. Times that call for all of us to take off our partisan hats and put our nation first for ourselves and, of course, for our children. When America chooses the right path and pulls together, like we've done so many times before, you know, we can dream big dreams. And we can see the top of the mountain as a United States of America with us. John Kasich never says, I'm in Ohio. I'm recording this in Westerville, Ohio. Maybe I should talk about the things that Ohio is looking for, like manufacturing and agriculture. Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota spoke and never once talked about the need to be able to further develop and engage our, our farmers. She didn't say it with any level of conviction. She didn't say it with any level of strength. You don't remember it. There was no conversation that affected the Midwest within the DNC last night. These were conversations that exist in the Beltway and in the bubbles on the coasts about how we need decency, as if somehow they're decent. Getting a job for a hunter, not necessarily decent. 
wanting to pursue the Logan Act against Michael Flynn, not necessarily decent. Selecting Kamala Harris, who laughed as she put single mothers in jail, not necessarily decent. The focus is on something that doesn't affect us. I don't disagree that there are Americans who are looking for the warm and fuzzy. But warm and fuzzy really occurs after you have a job and your kids have a job and you're able to feed them. Trade deals help. Manufacturing deals and agriculture deals help. You want to talk about decency when you are part when the when the Democratic Party is working hand in hand with a, a media to move more negative information on Donald Trump than ever before in history, and the data bears it out. Now we all know this, right? We have all seen this time and again and again. But someone did the work. Evening newscasts, according to MRC, Media Research Center, have been 150 times more negative when covering President Trump compared to Joe Biden in a new study. It's purposeful. And none of that changes the fact that Joe Biden supports the Green New Deal that puts farmers out of business and will engage taxation that keeps manufacturing out of the country. Find things for the coasts. They don't care. They can afford Whole Foods. I'm not saying you can't afford Whole Foods where you may be. I'm saying it doesn't address a total conversation of all the things that are necessary. Okay, that wasn't Kasich's job. Kasich's job was to talk about we need to be unified. Unified towards what? You see, what they argue we should be unified on is a conversation of decency. I argue they're not decent. I argue that we should be unified on being able to feed ourselves and make our own medicine and not be reliant on China. I would argue that the thing I want to be unified on is far more unifying than the thing they say we need to be unified on, which is about, you know, whether or not you think somebody's nice. I don't think Barack Obama was ever nice. I don't think Kamala Harris is nice. I don't particularly think Donald Trump is nice to a lot of people. Anecdotally, I constantly hear what an unbelievably nice guy he is. I'm sure Barack Obama was super nice to his kids. What does that mean? I don't care. And ask yourself, do you? What matters more? John Kasich is focused on something that doesn't matter. Not focused on the Midwest at all. Not focused on how we build and grow at all. And that applies to everyone. No, he's, uh, he's focused on fluff. Fluff does sell. I mean, fluff can win an election. But it isn't strong. It's not a position. And this was the DNC. The DNC was a 24-7 Trump hate conversation last night. And not one bit of talking about what we need to do going forward. Here's how we grow things. Here's how we build things. Here's how we do things. Here's how we create that better tomorrow. You want inclusion? Here's how we get it. They didn't even go that far. Oh. And it was ugly to look at. It was boring and tired and lame. 
No Hollywood power or oomph whatsoever. So don't bother looking at night one. I already took care of it for you. And I'll do the same for night two because I love you. I'm Tony Katz.